Welcome to episode three of Snapping It Around. Today's podcast is brought to you by Knoll Farms Limited, helping grow Saskatchewan agriculture one grain at a time since 1998. Today, we got a lot to talk about. NHL season's underway, and NFL playoffs this weekend kicking off tomorrow. Um, Alex, Riley, how you boys doing today? I'm good, man. I'm, uh, I'm pumped for this, today's episode. Yeah, lots of preparation this week uh, during class. I'm ready to go. I've been putting a lot of time and effort into this episode. Yeah, you know, NHL season kicked off uh, Wednesday night. It's been two, two days of hockey, a lot of 10 games last night, a lot of hockey to watch. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, how'd you boys enjoy the start of the season? I loved it. Uh, I've honestly never been more excited about talking before, so that was, that was a good start to the, good start, good end to my Wednesday night for sure. Yeah, I gotta agree. I was flipping through every game. I watched all 10 games yesterday, which was Thursday and on Wednesday, what was there, six or seven games? Uh, I think five. Five, yeah, I, yeah, I watched. Five, yeah. I was flipping through every game. I was so pumped, like Alex said. I've never been more excited to watch hockey. I just got a big smile on my face, and I was ready to go. We should probably hop into, we made some picks on episode two. Yes, we, we did. Probably yes, we hop did. into that and say our records. Yeah, uh, Alex, uh, he was he had a 3-2 and two record. He picked Philly, Toronto, Tampa, Edmonton, which he got wrong, and Colorado, which he got wrong. Uh, Riley was also three and two. He picked Philly, uh, Montreal, Tampa, Edmonton, and St. Louis for a three and two record. And then I was the winner of week one. I was four and one. Uh, Philly, Toronto, Tampa, Vancouver, and Colorado. So uh, uh, we'll make picks all year. Um, we wanna we wanna make some predictions for uh, the games upcoming this weekend. Yeah, let's get right into it. I say. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I think we'll just go five games over the next few days. We'll start off with uh, San Jose, Arizona on Saturday. I'm taking San Jose. Yeah, I am too. Uh, a really good game last night in the desert. Um, Phil, Phil the Thrill tied her up, got a point late for Arizona. but uh, I guess you could say uh, both teams are in the desert because they are playing both at a, out of Arizona there. So Yeah, uh, baseball-like schedule this year, uh, kind of like two two to three game miniseries in one place. So, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I got San Jose there. So. Yeah, I'm going against you boys already on the first pick. I got to go against uh, my boy Clayton Keller. And Christian Dvorak. Fair and enough. I'm going to pick uh, Arizona Coyotes to beat your San Jose Sharks. 4-2 even, I'm going to say. Oh, you even got a score prediction. Wow. I love it. Yeah, love it. Right off the bat, I yep. like it. I'll we'll, uh, we'll stay on Saturday and uh, your Montreal Canadiens, tough loss. but uh, Yeah, very tough loss, but a lot to be happy for after that performance on Wednesday night. I was very proud to see how the team came along. Bergevin did a great job in the offseason. I think the team's in a really great position. And I'm going to pick Montreal to beat Edmonton. I know it's going to be tough. They're going into Edmonton. Ice looked a little little crappy last night. I do have to say there was some puck, weird puck bounces last two games. Maybe it's because of the World Juniors. I don't know. But I'm still going to pick Montreal to win. It's hard to say. McDavid can get four points like he did last night against the Canucks. But I just think Carey Price is going to shut down the Oilers and Habs are going to come up on top. Yeah, I like what they did in the offseason as well. I uh, really love Josh Anderson's game. Big physical oh, guy. Um yeah, I'm gonna go with Montreal again in that one too. I'm taking Edmonton. Uh, you know, I I bet on them once in the opening game and they lost, so I think they're due here. Uh, it's hard for me to go against uh, McDavid and Drysaitel, especially you know they're coming off monstrous nights last night, and uh, I'm taking them over Montreal. You don't think the three uh, three games in four days is going to take an effect on the team? Oh, McDavid is the man. I'm not worried. Okay, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, then we'll jump in Washington-Pittsburgh, uh, Ovi Crosby again, you know, this rivalry's been awesome for years. Uh, Caps versus the Pens. Yeah. That's my favorite meme of all time, if you guys know what I'm talking about. 
I don't. I can't say I do. Oh. Neither do I. Oh, yeah. Tough. I'll show, I'll show you later. Show yeah, you we'll later. have to bring it up on the Instagram, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> it up. Um, I'm going with Pittsburgh in this one. I am, too. I like Pittsburgh as well. I don't know. I'm going to pick Washington. They really impressed me last night. I, I watched the Washington-Buffalo uh, Sabres game. Sabres were coming out flying, and Ovechkin showed us why he's arguably the greatest goal scorer of our generation. I think that's safe to say, and I'm going to go with Washington. I think, I think they had a great start to the season. Pittsburgh really disappointed me in their first game. I was expecting a little bit more out of them. Tristan Jari, to me, is a question mark. I don't know if he's ready to be the full-time number one guy, and I'm just going to go with Washington on this one. Yeah, I, I do think Washington's a better team overall. I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think Pittsburgh will, but uh, I, think it's, I think it's Pittsburgh. I, the, I think so, too, especially because Pittsburgh plays Philly again tonight, I believe, yep. and uh, yep. I think they, they're they going to lose this game yep. to Philly, so I don't see them losing three in a row. Yeah. Uh, then we hop into uh, Monday, which I believe is Martin Luther King Day in the USA. So we got uh, Boston and the Islanders. I I like I like the Islanders. I thought they played a really good game yesterday against the Rangers, and yeah, I kind of like them. They play a boring kind of game, but I think they're going to shut down the top forwards of Boston pretty well. Yeah, I'm never picking against my Bruins. Bruins roll. Uh, I think Tuco will play that game. I think Halak will play tomorrow, maybe. And uh, Tuco was great last night. And uh, yeah, Bruins. Yeah, I got to pick the Islanders. Uh, Matthew Barzell looked like he was on another planet last night against the New York Rangers. I thought Barry Trotz had his team in check. They looked ready to go. I'm going to pick the Islanders over the over your uh, Boston Bruins. There. Yeah, I don't, but, I, yeah don't... I think the Islanders got to win this game. I don't know if you saw, but Matthew Barzell was in the third. Adam Fox was coming behind the net, and Barzell just caught up to him, picked him off, and he was in on the. He he had all the time in the world. He got stopped, but man, is he fast! And uh, that goal, that goal oh. was just unreal. Just turned D'Angelo inside out, and Sturkin had no chance. Far down, baby. Yeah, what a wire that was. Let's give a shout out to Jordan Everly. Good old local boy. Yes, sir. A nice goal last night. Uh, it was actually an apple. No, he scored. He, he, no, it was uh, Andrews Lee got a stick on it in front of the net. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I got the update on the scores and he scored. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave I, it to him initially. Too. Yeah, I did too. I thought he scored, but then uh, watching the replay, it was, uh, uh, it was Andrews Lee. Good for him. Apple for the kid. Yeah, very nice pass. And then our, uh, our final game, our pick game on Monday is uh, the Carolina Hurricanes against the Nashville Predators. I'm taking Carolina, I think. I mean, Nashville looked pretty good last night, but... I mean the Hurricanes are the Hurricanes, and I'll roll with them all the time. So I'm taking I'm taking Carolina. Oh, you're a bunch of jerks over there at <laughs> the table. That's all I'm going to say. But I'm going to go against Nat. I'm going to pick Nashville. Uh, they looked pretty good the other night. I picked them yesterday with my ten magical picks that I sent to the group chat. But I'm going to pick Nashville again. I I could see them easily being Carolina. Tough part is their goalie Saros. I don't know if he's the true number one guy either. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Nashville. Yeah, I'm going Carolina. I didn't think they played. They played uh, pretty solid against Detroit. I think I uh, Rod Brendamore wasn't happy with their game. He said he could barely sleep. But uh, I think uh, I think they'll just yeah. play well and uh, beat Detroit on beat Detroit on Saturday and carry that momentum into Nashville. Yeah, they had 43 shots last night. Like they only scored two goals. One was a five on three power play. But yeah, and an empty netter by Smashnikov at the end of the game. But yeah, they 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 just time time will tell for the Hurricanes for sure. Have you seen the introduction before the games for, like, Jordan Martinuk or yeah. whatever? He does the Semeshikov one. Yeah. And, oh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think I started off in the bubble last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me a little bit. Every time 
Sveshnikov got emptied air. Kian Knowles yelling into the mic, Mr. Sveshnikov. <laughs> I was like, yeah, not a boy, Kian. Yeah. Like, empty nickel, like, not a boy. Pipe him up some more. Every time he touched the pod last night, just said it. I was like, just shut up. Man. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, they asked Cal, they asked how many, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah he looked, I thought he looked pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, second, like, second overall pick a few years ago, and it looks like he's living up to that hype. Yeah, he said in, in two seasons where he has 99 points, they said, yeah. in their broadcast last night, so. One game in, he's got 99 points going into his third season, so it'll be interesting to see how much money he's going to get paid oh, yeah. he'll in the offseason. He'll be getting a few bills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, a few Bruins things I want to mention was uh, Tory Krug watching that uh, Colorado, uh, Colorado-St. Louis game on uh, Wednesday night. It just really made me miss the guy. You know, the way he skates and uh, just the way he plays, you know, it just sucks that they couldn't re-sign him. But... Uh, also, I went to watch the Bruins game last night. And, uh, if you're in Saskatchewan, you know there's a pretty big windstorm going on. So I've been I've been waiting a long time, 136 days to be exact, to watch some Bruins hockey. And uh, wouldn't you know it, the windstorm, NHL center ice wasn't working, and I was sitting there on my phone refreshing Twitter, waiting for updates. So uh, really bummed out, looking forward to Saturday against the Devils. I'll be able to watch it finally. So uh I was really hoping the Devils were going to pull that one out there. I mean, they forced overtime than a shootout, so good on them. But obviously, Boston's a better team. But I was, I was kind of hoping I could see the the Bees lose the home opener. Yeah, it looked like Blackwood played well in net. Um, obviously, uh, the Bruins got some growing pains on the D defense there. Uh, I heard Lazon wasn't too great with McAvoy, so it'll be interesting to see if they switch anything up there. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see what they uh, see what they do going yeah, forward. They're they're missing their league, like they're goal scorer Pasternak on the wing on the perfection line as you like to call them there as they're called and it's going to be tough for them for a first bit I think they're going to struggle to score goals early on I don't know they're I just looked at their depth the other day and I was like damn like Krejci looked slow last night in the game and I was like damn like it's going to be tough for them to get some depth score and they're going to have to rely on Bergeron and Marchand to, to puck it back neck and luckily Marchand beautiful shootout winner last night and we're going to have to rely on him and Bergeron to really keep them going before Pasternak gets inserted back into the lineup. Yeah, I heard he'll be back uh, beginning of February to mid-February, so that'll obviously be, be a big boost for that top line. Um, Jets Jets and Flames last night, that was a really good game in Winnipeg. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Uh, I thought, you know, the Jets' top players came to play, especially Line A. I was kind of out of nowhere. I didn't, I wasn't really, I was kind of counting him out this year. I mean, all the trade rumors and stuff. Exactly, and yeah, I know he showed up. He kind of got into a little scrum there with Matthew Kachuk. I love that. Yeah, and I love then that. Ended up burying the the overtime winner. So props to him, and he came to play. Yeah, his breakaway goal in the first there. <laughs> what a laser! What a shot! What though. a play by Morrissey though to stop. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Rasmus Anderson. Yeah, Rasmus yeah. Anderson. That was a goal, and Morrissey slid over and blocked that shot. And then what a pass by I think uh, was it? Connor? I think it was Connor. Connor yeah. to send yeah. line on the break. Overall, just a beautiful play by the Jets. Yeah, I thought he shot that from way too high. He, it was like the top of the top oh, of the surface. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. When you have a laser like that, uh, step for the blue line and let it rip. I yeah, guess. exactly. Yeah. And uh, even his overtime winner, he got stick checked, but. Uh, I think that kind of threw Markstrom off. I think I think uh, yeah. his angle. I think he was yeah. out more this way, and then they shot it. Yeah. But. Yeah, but uh, even that shot, that was that was a nice shot, and uh, yeah, if if he can play well and he can be consistent, oh, that uh, that forward group is uh, is scary. Pretty nasty. Yeah. I want to shout out Markstrom for that pizza behind the net, but he recovered with that beauty glove oh. save there yeah, that to was keep sick. it three three late. 
Uh, or no, 4-4. Yeah. 4-4 four, four. Four, four, late into third there. 3-3, uh, yeah. Yeah, 3-3, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of chaos going on oh, in that yeah. game. That was a great hockey game. Give me that eight more times, and I'm going to be a happy hockey fan. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and 5-3 yeah. uh, in the second period there for the Jets. And I love what Paul Maurice did. He uh, he just threw five forwards on the ice, you know. He knows that their D isn't great. You know, they got kind of Pionk, who's all right on the power play. But he's like, you know what? Just send my guys out. And uh, it worked. Uh, line A went across the ice to Connor, nice pass. Nice who pass. Uh, buried it on the one-timer. And, yeah, like, I love that out of Paul Maurice. I, I kind of wish teams would send out five forwards more. Uh, I think he feels pretty confident doing that, knowing, like, you know, Mark Scheifele and Blake Wheeler are pretty uh, like defensively guys, yeah. Yeah, responsible. So I, I don't mind that. I, you know, there's your top five guys get him out there especially five on three when if you don't if you have a five on three in the game and you don't score you don't really deserve to win so that was nice to see him put that in net and yeah good for those guys yeah they, they got to be a little different like you said they're struggling on the back end early on the season Rosselvik, the like there's a whole bunch of question marks about them so i, I respect paul maurice he's kind of an old school style coach but it's nice to see these guys changing and evolving into the new style of game letting their guys be their guys like you guys are saying and go out there and yeah. Make, that's a crucial goal in that game right to yeah. tie it up exactly. and they ended up winning in overtime but it's crucial so nice to see that out of them yeah uh the that, that vegas ducks game i thought that was interesting as it was uh two two after after one and you had a uh, you had two goals from former team canada world junior captain maxime comtois uh what did you guys think of his performance i thought he was solid good for him kind of he definitely needed that to really establish himself as, you know, stay on the team the whole year and whatnot. But I really like how Sam Steele got the first assist on his goal there. Yeah, you know, former Pat legend. Uh, it's aligned with uh, Comtois, Steele, and Troy Terry. Yeah, that could be a scary line for years to come for the Ducks there. It's, I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs, and it's just a little little starting point for them. But, yeah, that line looked really good last night. I saw Getsy was kind of getting in with them a little bit last night. They were kind of – he was kind of out there a little bit with them last night. So it's good that Ryan Getzlaff, another Regina – Saskatchewan native, yeah, Stanley Cup winner, gold medal winner. Learning from that guy, I don't know. There's really no better guy you can learn from for young guys like Sam Steele and Comtois. That's exactly. great to see. You know who we didn't see out there, out there, or out there with the Ducks last night though is Trevor Zegras. Yeah, and uh, I, I I don't like this move from the Ducks at all. Um, like this man, like get him out there, get him playing. That if you want to send him to the AHL and they start on january 17th sure but they're not starting for another few weeks and uh like he's just gonna go practice like no get get him out there get him some playing time and uh see what he can do because <laughs> i think it's a hell of a lot more than you know some of the guys they got on their roster right now yeah it's fair enough uh i i understand why they sent him down obviously in a short 56 game schedule it's hard to spend you know 30 25 games developing a player I, obviously, you know, Anaheim's not going to make a cup. They're not really a cup contender or anything this year, but it'd be nice to see if they could squeak in the playoffs, especially for their fans and whatnot. So I understand the decision. Um, again, it'd be nice to, you know, see him play in the NHL, but why force a role onto a guy who can still go back down to college and light it up is what I, my thought process is with it. What do you think, Noel? I, I agree with them sending him down to the AHL. If he's going to play bottom six minutes and not really be an impactful player on the Anaheim Ducks, I don't see him developing into the player he has potential to be like he led up the world juniors he's the only reason they beat team canada in my opinion he was all over them and i was just thinking like you send him down to the ahl he plays top line minutes he plays with top guys that are he could potentially play with in years to come and i just think that it's a great move for the anaheim ducks organization i was reading an article i sent it to claybeck because we were arguing about this 
a couple days ago and it said like this is kind of the Anaheim Ducks way like every guy if you look besides Cam Fowler is the only guy in past years that has played games in the a that hasn't played games in the AHL but every other guy is kind of like a a path to the league thing for the Anaheim Ducks they usually send everybody down and I mean they've they've been a good team for years in the past couple years they're in the rebuilding stage but for my childhood like they won a cup and they're one of the best teams of the league and those best teams of the leagues aren't uh shitty they're not uh bad teams for a reason so i think it's a good move they know what they're doing in anaheim and trust the process as joel and B. well fuck say. fuck their way i want to see trevor zegers in a ducks uniform that's what i want to see so we forgot to mention jamie drysdale and quentin byfield both didn't make their teams and our tip i don't know how to say his name the other guy from usa didn't make the team either uh he didn't make the team either so the kings yeah yeah those guys i I don't know. Like, I think the guys that just got drafted, Byfield and Drysdale, I think that makes a lot more sense. Um, like, they're younger, a year younger. I think that year does make a difference. We've seen that in the World Juniors, uh, oh, yeah. the 18 to 19 year, and guys just develop a lot in that year. So, but yeah, um, we'll see if they get, if any of them get the call up this year at any point, uh, or see how they do in the AHL with uh, San Diego Gulls. Yeah, yeah, we should. I, yeah, we should mention. Uh, one rookie who did start the year off though with uh, with their team this year was Kirill Kaprizov Ooh. for the Minnesota Wild. What a NHL debut that kid had! Yeah, he was uh, he was making smart plays out there. He was working hard. Uh, he even got got uh, some overtime time overtime minutes and uh, picked off a pass from Dustin Brown. And you know, not the greatest move, but goal scorers find a way to score goals. And no matter if it's a breakaway off your foot. Uh, Got got her done, and uh, yeah, you know my Calder pick looking looking good so far. Yeah, better than mine, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I got I got to agree, man. Like, you want to talk about Calder picks? Shusterk and there looked terrible the other night, and Kasprizov lived up to the hype, man. It was lots of question marks coming into last night. It was, is he gonna be the guy? Is he gonna be like kind of like, is he not gonna be that great? Is he gonna score goals? Is he gonna be more of a role player? And there's so many questions about him, and. He just came in and he played really good for the Wild last night. That's good for the Wild, man. Like, hell of a steal for get him over here finally playing in the NHL. That was hard process for him to even get over here for them. But it's good to see. Great, great for the league. Great for the Wild. Like the Wild aren't really a team talk about. Maybe he could turn into one of those guys that they tune in, tune like Sports Center and stuff. Tune into him. Be a player to watch coming down the road for the Wild. Yeah, they've been a pretty boring team for years. Oh, yeah. So you know, if Creel uh, can kind of turn this around, you know, uh, they they could be a fun team to watch. You know. Yeah, new captain Jonas Brodin also scored last night. Jared Spurgeon. Yeah, Jared Spurgeon. Oh, bust. Had a boy. Good start. Yeah, great Had a boy. <laughs> Not much of a hockey pod here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll watch. That's how much we care about the Wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, the Nashville-Columbus game, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, center of trade rumors, you know, uh, didn't score or anything, but still led the uh, the Blue Jackets in ice minute, and ice, Blue Jackets forwards in ice time. Um, yeah, any thoughts on that game? Uh, I didn't really watch any of it at all, to be honest. But, I mean, Pierre-Luc Dubois is a hell of a player. And it's going to be a shame if he, when he does leave Columbus. I think he's for sure on the way out now, especially after the interview that uh, Torts had about him. So it's too bad for them. But obviously it's what the player, what he wants or whatever. And a guy like that kind of caliber can, especially with this young, you know, he kind of doesn't deserve it. But good, like, good for him for speaking out and trying to get out of there. So... Yeah, you know, only 22 years old, and I think he's just first-line center ready to first-line center minutes, deserves that. So it uh, be interesting to see uh, what goes on there in Columbus. Yeah, lots of trade rumors. Uh, Columbus and Montreal made a deal in the off season, and I was talking Clayback last night. I was like, 
the Habs make sense for Dubois. He's a Quebec kid, probably grew up liking the Habs. It's hard not to like the Habs if you're from Quebec. Like, it's, they're the team, right? But I said to Quebec, I said, I don't think this trade makes sense in season for the Habs right now. The Habs don't know what they really are yet. They played one game. They look good. I'm going to give them that, but it's hard to say, like, and they're, they're in the playoffs. So like I said, this might have to be a trade line deal, trade deadline deal, or it might have to be an off-season move, unfortunately, for Dubois, unless unless some team pays a lot. Because you got to think about the Habs trade for Dubois. He's got 14 days without him. And if we give up Nick Suzuki, who looked like arguably one of the best players on the team right now with Anderson on his right side there, I think that's going to be a hell of a loss for the Habs if we're trying to make a playoff run in a shortened 56-game season. I don't know if this trade makes sense right now for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I just think uh, I think Pierre Luc Dubois has proven himself, and he's a guy. And I still I think Suzuki will turn out good, but there's still a little bit of question mark there. You, you don't fully know what you get, um, but you know I do think he will be a good player in this league. So uh, it's uh might be a risk the Habs are willing to take, and probably a risk they uh, they don't want to take. So uh, yeah, you gotta look up and down. Yeah, I I did some research, and Suzuki had 41 points in 70 games, 71 games, and Pierre Luc Dubois had. Uh, 48 points in 70 games last year. So one year, Luke Dubois is one year older than Suzuki, if I'm correct. And they're both high draft picks because Suzuki was sixth overall to the Knights, I believe. Or was he a little bit lower? I think he was a bit lower. 12th or 11th, maybe something like that. But yeah, yeah, Cody Glass was sixth overall. But yeah, so we'll see. It's hard to tell. And Bergevin has some tricks up his sleeves in the offseason. He's made the team better, and I guess... As much as I'd hate to see a guy like Kakanemi or Nick Suzuki go, it's for what's best of the team. And Carey Price's window is also closing. And we can't waste the best goalie in the NHL's career like that. So if we're going to go for it, I guess there's two sides. But we got to make a decision. And hopefully the decision comes soon. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention was, did you guys see Colorado's new uh, new pants and helmets? Yeah, I think they look sick. I think they're sick too. You know, they had the, the black helmet, black pant combo last year. But uh, they changed the blue helmets and blue pants, and uh, I think they really look sharp. Um, I, lo- I, lo- I love the look. Yeah, it kind of looks like a NHL, like, create a team kind of <laughs> deal. But I think it looks awesome. And, you know, if, if you're going to have, like, they're kind of, they're more out there uniforms, kind of more bold or whatever. But if you're going to wear a bold uniform, you better be good, and they definitely back it up. Yeah, for sure. I am a fan of it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to this weekend. Yeah. Uh, these weekend games and uh other than that we hop into some nfl talk yeah you know uh divisional divisional weekend we got four games um four pretty intriguing games too i'd say uh started off with the rams and the packers um the rams are without uh john walford jared goff will start a quarterback aaron donald's a little beat up from last week um i like the rams in this game uh I don't like I don't know about out, outright, but uh, I think they'll cover the minus six and a half spread that the Packers have, and uh, I think this will be a really close game. Uh, I think they can do enough on the ground with Cam Akers, and I do think that uh, David Bakhtiari's injury for the Packers is really going to kill him, and uh, the Rams front the front four is going to get to Aaron Rodgers a bit. Wait, is uh, who do you say, David Akhiri? David Bakhtiari. Is he the O lineman? Yeah, he, he is. Is, he, he's is the he the guy who chugged chug beers yeah. Yeah. with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so he's out. Tours ACL. Yeah, wow. If you're missing a guy like that who can get after it, I don't know if I want to. Anyway, yeah. I have the Packers pick, but now with that beer chugging guy, out, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do Are anymore. Are you chip right live? No, here? Yeah. I'll, I'll 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 stick with the Packers. I like Aaron Rodgers. Although Noel did inform me of a stat that. 
Something about the Packers. No, Aaron Rodgers is 0-4 against the number one ranked defense in the NFL. And in playoff games. Shout out to Pac Maxi Show for telling me that. But I still got to go no for fans. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Devontae Adams against Jalen Ramsey. That's going to be a matchup to watch yeah, all night long. That's going to be fun. Yeah, and I was... They actually, the Pat McAfee event had Darius Slay on yesterday, and I was listening to him, and they said, he said Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, he said it's so hard to cover them. So even, like, if they play press coverage or man coverage, I think it's going to be tough for Jalen Ramsey to lock down Devontae Adams one-on-one. Yeah, uh, really looking forward to that matchup. Probably the best cornerback and best wide receiver oh, yeah. in the league. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, I think I think that'll be a really good game. I think some people are kind of writing off the Rams right now, but uh, I, I really do think that'll be a good game. Yeah, I know. I don't, I'm just worried about what they can do on offense, right? Like Jared Goff, is he gonna? Is he healthy? Is he not healthy? He didn't look very good last week, but he like like they said, Rams, that team that always seems to find a way to get done. They made it to the Super Bowl a couple years ago against your Patriots, but arguably the worst Super Bowl I've ever watched in history of NFL. Yeah, but, just a great. Three but yeah, but that's life. what the Rams do. They're they're not a flashy team to watch. They're gonna bore you with pass rushing and getting to the quarterback. But I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, uh, so I guess uh, I'm on the I'm on the Rams and you two are on the pack. Yeah. All right, we'll hop over to uh, Ravens Bills. I think this is gonna be a great game. You know, you got two quarterbacks from the 2018 draft. Um, I, I I think the Bills are getting a little disrespect on the line minus two and a half. I think they should be getting the full three points, but uh, um, I got the Bills in this one. Uh, <laughs> I just love Josh Allen. He's just so good. Uh, but. Yeah. The Ra- the Ravens, I think they played a pretty perfect game last week against the Titans, and they scored twenty four points, and they won twenty four ten or whatever it was, and I-, I I don't think that they can get much better than that. But on the Bills, on the other hand, I didn't think they they played all right. They played good enough to win, but I think they got more to show, and I think they'll show it this weekend against the Ravens. Yeah, I was I was pumping Josh Allen's tires on the first episode, so I can't go away from that now. So that's why I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, I'm gonna. I had the Bills written down, and I got in my own head here and I found some stats out that I didn't like about the Bills. So I switched it up to the Ravens and here's why. The Ravens have one of the best running offenses in the league. The Bills have allowed five rush yards to the left side per carry and six rush yards to the left side per carry. And Lamar Jackson in below 40 weather is 4-0. He was bullshitting about his... uh, what was it? He was saying that, oh, if it snows or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's 4-0 and in games below 40. So he was just trying to get the people to go Bills, Bills, Bills. But the Ravens are the team to pick here. Yeah, you know, uh, if it if it does rain or snow and the ball is slippery, that, that does favor the Ravens with their ground offense. Instead of the Bills, kind of more of a th- – well, not more. They are a throwing team with uh, Allen and Diggs. And, you know, Zach Moss is out for the season, so they only got Singletary now on the ground. I think that's going to hurt. I, I, I liked what Moss was doing. He's more of a tough running back. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I think the defense is the key to this game. Um, the Ravens' D was unreal last week. Yeah. And uh, they got some good corners and Humphrey and Peters, and we'll see what they can do against Diggs. And uh, the Bills' D has definitely been getting better, and they, they are a pretty good D. So we'll see if they can uh, they can slow down Lamar and contain yeah, it, that run. Yeah, it's going to be if the Bills can shut down Lamar in the run game and if the Ravens can shut down Steve, uh, Stephon Diggs. And I don't think, think Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen can compete with, can compete with uh, the Ravens' run game. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, um, uh, me and Alex are on the Bills. You, Riley's on the Ravens. Last second decision to make. Yeah, that. last last second switch. It's so, probably gonna be a pick them on Sunday. I bet you that. Yeah, I, I think the the line. I think the line moved from minus two to minus two and a half. So if anything, it might might stay. I think it'll just stay yeah, there. Yeah, it's probably. hard to say. So uh, it was down to point one point. Yeah, one 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 and a half somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be a close. It's it's basically a pick them already, right? So, yeah. Um, so then Saturday, looking forward to, but then Sunday as well, another two great games. And, uh, there's this Browns chiefs game. The chiefs are favored by 10, but you know what? They really haven't, they haven't played three weeks. And, uh, when they did play, they haven't looked, they didn't look great against the, the Falcons in week 16. And they, they haven't covered a lot of spreads. And, uh, I think the Brownies cover this 10 points here. I think th- there's some weird things that are going to happen this game. I think the Browns are just going to send everything they can, maybe a few, maybe a fake punt or just some yeah, going they, for it on fourth and longs. It, and yeah. I think I think the Brownies are going to cover this 10 points. Yeah, honestly, uh, I, the Browns are a question mark for me. Like, they could show up and put up five, like three points against the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs are that good. And last year, we saw the Chiefs. They rose to the occasion in the playoffs. Their defense became unreal. Their offense was unstoppable. And they just rolled their way to the Super Bowl championship last year. The Chiefs are a tough team to bet against, right? Like, they can put up 20 points in the first quarter. And if they score early, I think it's going to be tough for the Browns to bounce back in this game. I'm also – I'm taking the Chiefs just for the sole fact that if the Chiefs win this game – and they go on to play. I'll see more of Jackson Mahomes TikToks, so I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. But in all seriousness, seriousness, no, I like the Chiefs here, and I think Patrick Mahomes blows out the Browns out of the water. Yeah, I mean it's hard to pick against Pat Mahomes, but you know, uh, I think I think Chubb and Kareem Hunt can do enough on the ground that they can sustain some long drives and keep the ball to Mahomes' hands. Kareem Hunt wants vengeance too, baby. Yeah, you know, he wants the vengeance. Kareem Hunt revenge game, you yeah. know, or at least they, uh, they cut him for good reasons, you know. Uh, we, we won't <laughs> We're not going to get into that. We won't get into <laughs> yeah. that, but uh, yeah, you know, against his old team. Um, yeah, I think, uh, again, I think that game will be closer than people think. I think it maybe could get out of hand late if if anything, but I do think that'll be a pretty good ball game for the most, oh, for yeah. the most part. So, uh, game of the week, we'll get into it. Bucks Saints from New Orleans. They played each other two times earlier this year. Uh, on Sunday night especially, we all remember that game. 38-3, the Saints rolled over the Bucks. That was Antonio Brown's first game. Um, different team now. Di- they are a different team. They uh, Again, they weren't great last week. But they got it done. Both, both teams weren't really that great last week. And uh, it'll be interesting to see who can kind of bounce back and play better. But... Uh, I'm going with the Bucks. I I hate. You can't bet against your homeboy. No, you can't. I can't bet against yeah, Brady. Yeah, and you also, can't, you can't. Uh, teams that play like three times in the year. I just think it's so hard to beat that team a third time, and uh, I just I, I don't think the Saints can get it done. Fair enough. Yeah, I I also like the Bucks. Uh, for yeah, Ethan said it. They the Saints rolled them over twice now this year. And a third time, you know, that's a charm. So I'm, I'm taking the Bucks here. And Tom Brady in the playoffs is a menace, so. Yeah, i, I got to disagree with you guys. It uh, could be Drew Brees' last game in the Superdome. And i got to pick Drew Brees, man. I think that if a fourth-string quarterback named T- Taylor Henneke can pick apart the Tampa Bay defense like he did, if Drew Brees has any game like he can play, I believe that... Um, Drew Brees will go out there and he will pick apart the Tampa Bay defense. And I think, I think it's hard to bet against the Saints at home. Another stat for this round: 
home teams that win cover the spread 89% of the time. So I got to go get home team here again. I'm going to pick the Saints, and I'm going to pick them to cover the spread as well. Yeah, I think it's also huge. The Bucks are getting back Devin White, one of their linebackers. Uh, he's a beast. He's uh, He'll be a big part in uh, trying to stop Kamara and slow down that offense. But uh, <laughs> I can't wait for that game. Um, Sunday been, night, right? Uh, I think Sunday. I think the games are at 12-3 and three on Sunday. I think not a night game, more afternoon. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I've been pi- piping that game, saying it should be a History Channel game. I'm really excited. So uh, Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend of sports. We got hockey all weekend. Some good matchups to look forward to. We got lots of NFL this weekend, so I'm pretty pumped. So should be a great weekend of sports. Looking forward to it. Maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I'll make my first career pro select bet. With my dad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, last, throw some money uh, down. Yeah. yeah. So last night, I, or sorry, uh, Wednesday night after hockey, I texted after the hockey games. I texted the group chat saying my ten picks for the next day, and it went nine and one. And my dad said, "You're an idiot, man. You gotta pick some. You gotta go put a pro select down. You gotta put some money." And then Claybrook said. Yeah, buddy, that's when you start to lose. Yeah, that, so, <laughs> that's they, what it gets you. Yeah. They have you exactly where they want to, yeah. you know. Nine and one, you think you're feeling good about yeah. yourself. and uh, You'll go on five tonight, don't yeah. worry. They'll, they'll, oh, they'll, yeah. they'll snatch you up right there. So uh, Yeah, yeah. I think like you can just do pick-ems, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it depends what you use. Yeah, so I'm, I'm probably just going to just go do pick-ems. I don't like covering the spread. I just want to pick the team that wins the hockey game. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I made one today, so hopefully I can... Okay, so who'd you got today? How much do you throw down to? I was Where pretty... did you go? The Shell again? I went to the Shell, yeah. I'm a, I'm a long-time member there. You got a good connection uh, with the guy. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of pansied out. I only put three bucks down. I made I made two two cards. I took uh, I took the Leafs tonight to beat Classic. the Sens. Of course you took I, took... I can't wait till. Brady Tachak gets a Hattie tonight in the opening game. They don't sleep on those Sens, you I'm going to pick the Sens. They're a young the team. Want to talk they, about that they have, they have, Let's talk about that game. Sure, you know, the Sens, they got nothing to lose. No, they, they really don't except for tonight's game. No, oh. no, they're okay. But, you know, a young team, I, I like where they're heading. I like the direction they're heading. And, uh, you know, Matt Matt Murray, you know, he can steal a game or two. Yeah, no, I I think they're young, and I think they're going to they're gonna be surprised, definitely in the Canadian division, but... Tonight I'm just going with my boys, so I'm taking the Leafs. But I I just want to say, I think Matthews and Marner played way too much against the Habs in Game One of the season. Jumbo Joe was tanked after the first period; he couldn't keep up. Like you said, he'd be at the own, he, he's going to be at his own blue line, and they're going to be at the other blue line. So yeah, I think Jumbo definitely has to get off the first yeah, line. That, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I don't see. I, I could see him maybe on the power play with those guys because he's his playmaking is next to none. Like he's yeah. like one of the greatest playmakers of our generation. Like that putting that talent there. He's, he should be more like a Patrick Marlowe role that they had a couple of years ago when they brought him in, more of a leadership role. Yeah. Maybe an extra second-line power play. Maybe the odd first-line first power play. But I I don't know, man. Putting them right on the first line, and then after that they're putting the kind of third- to fourth-line players because Jumbo Joe is too tired to play on the first line. I I don't know. I don't know about the Leafs this year, man. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. I don't, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, yeah. I mean... I mean he did look pretty slow with the the top guys there, but I don't mind him. Uh, you know, him and Zach Hyman kind of switching back and forth here and there. Zach Hyman can definitely play the minutes. So again, though, it's nice to have. I think any team in the league would have taken his you know seven hundred k contract just for the sole fact of his leadership that he brings. But they're kind of the Leafs are kind of now in an awkward position where they don't. I don't think they really know quite where to use him yet, but. They'll figure it out. It was only the first game, and it's it's learning curve now for everyone because we've got a bunch of new faces on the team. So Yeah, and he actually played, I think, 14 games for HG Davos, so maybe that had some uh, 
like he had played some games or this yeah. year, so maybe they wanted to insert him into the lineup because he might have been the most game ready, you could say. Yeah, I don't think yeah. Jumbo Joe and yeah. conditioning goes together in the same sentence yeah, I anymore. Know. I think that's uh, yeah. I think yeah. that's past him. Who do you got tonight? Um, uh, you know the Leafs are the safe pick, but you know screw it, we're going yeah. we're going on yeah, we're going with sense. the Sens. Even though I wanna, I don't like my boy Eugene Malnick right now. Uh, Kianola comes downstairs after his COVID. 6,000 fans comes out that he wants 6,000 fans of the game. He wants rapid testing, social distancing. Max have to be worn all the time. Man, can this guy become even more of a joke? Like, really? Like, seriously. Like, this guy has been clowned at. The NHL really wanted him to sell the team. Nobody would even buy it from the guy because he wanted too much money. The NHL offered to buy the team and run it like they're the Arizona Coyotes. They're kind of, the Arizona Coyotes are, had some problems, too, in their front office and uh, decisions in the past year. And it's just bad luck for the Senators. They got a young, good team that's going to get great experience playing in a really tough division. I'm I'm so pumped for this Canadian division this year. And it's it's sad to see that a guy like Eugene Melnick keeps ruining the Senators over and over and over again. Three years ago, they're one game away, overtime, one goal away from going to the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't even know. Is there even a player left from that team? On that uh, team yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> like they trade everybody. Pajot, Dzingle. Carlson. Carlson, like they're all gone. Gold Craig Anderson's gone. gone too, yeah. so I don't know. They got rid of uh, that uh, D man. He's on Nashville now. Matt uh, uh, Mark Borietti. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the guy who stopped the guy from robbing. Yeah. Anyways, like <laughs> Melnick, Melnick is Officer Borrow yeah, cop. Exactly, but yeah, Melnick's probably the worst owner in sports. I would have to say, like he's make terrible decision after terrible decision, and it's very frustrating to see as a as a Senators fan. Yeah, not as a Senators fan, but as a Canadian hockey fan. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> he's an idiot. There's no other way to put it. Um, but yeah, uh, let me finish off my uh, my sports like ticket for some bragging okay. rights. If I if I get it right, or if it's going to shove it right back on my hoop. But I'm t- I so I made two tickets. Like I said, you got to bet minimum three games. So I took the Leafs, the Lightning, and Colorado in one, and then a second ticket I took. Colorado Lightning and I took the Sabres tonight to beat uh, Washington so we'll see how that plays out but other than that 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 was my ticket and hopefully uh, I got some bragging rights next episode yeah yeah do you guys want to talk about uh, the government and SHA having to talk saying that we're probably not playing hockey again this year yeah you know I think it was it doesn't come as a surprise no I think it was just like inevitable yeah, they, um, they extended the guidelines another two weeks and uh they had a they said end of march as early as start time for hockey so that that means basically hockey here in saskatchewan's done we're the last province to shut it down and the first province that i've heard to basically say the season's over so sucks for everyone's growth lots of players probably lose their last years of their minor and senior uh, junior hockey careers which suck it's fortunate for everybody but these poor times these suck that we're living in and Nothing anyone could do about it. Yeah, it was just, it was just. I think it was the inevitable. It was just making it formality and letting everyone know. So, I mean, with the restrictions now, it's you can't do anything. So, uh, yeah, it's just too bad. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it was it was coming, and fortunate it had to go this way, but you know it had to be done. So, yeah, I think that uh, wraps, wraps it all up. up and. Anything else? Anything? Uh, we'd like to shout out uh, Prairie Grown Reviews. They've been very generous to us so far. They've been shouting us out on their social media pages. And uh, give them a listen if you have some time. They put up some great content and some great work from Austin Daly. Uh, Sebastian Weir and Nathaniel Ng. And yeah. 
they get right into it. They talk about uh, video games, books, and movies. And if you're looking for some reviews or just to learn about uh, some books and stuff or whatnot, you should definitely check out their stuff. But other than that, I think that wraps it up from the boys. Yeah. Uh, stay safe fun, and, yeah, see you in the next one.